phone zone. That's what we're going to call this from now on. I love that, honestly. <laughs> it's Top Comics to me time. Welcome. Hi, I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And we're here to talk about comics that we picked up on this on this lovely week. It's been a, I don't know, it's been kind of nice here. Yeah. Weather's been yeah, good. Yeah, it's been nice. Today's really nice. Yeah. I haven't been outside actually, so I don't I don't really know. I just said yeah. I, I took I Lizzie for a walk and like wore my coat and it was a little too hot. It's nice. Perfect January weather. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Heather, talk about comics. We'll stop okay. talking about the weather. <laughs> my favorite thing. Okay. I have this book. Um, this is called Carmilla, uh, the first vampire. And it's just um a different retelling of the original vampire. Carmilla, but this one takes place in 1996, um, and a Chinese-American social worker turns detective uh, begins investigating the death of young homeless LGBTQ plus women that are being murdered, and no one seems to care, so Mm -hmm. she does her own sort of little investigation and comes face-to-face with Carmilla. Um, I haven't finished reading this one yet, but I do really, really enjoy it so far. The art is really cool in it, and just the story is just a lot of fun. I like vampire stories, so. Yeah, the colors are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. It's by Amy Chu and Sue Lee. So if you're interested, you should pick it up. It's pretty good. Yeah, one of those came in. I was like, did I order this? Because I remember thinking about ordering it, but I mm-hmm. I think I chose not to because I had ordered a lot of trades. I really went back and forth on that one. Like I do remember in the original previews that it was in, I went right past it. So I was like, no, I don't, I can't get that. And then I did eventually scroll back up to the top and just <laughs> click order. <laughs> just help in case. Yep. I mean, it was only $19.99. It's a little too much, but whatever. <laughs> Still good. Still good. Yeah. It worth it. Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, three books. I have a lot of books this week. So I'm going to start with three. First, I have Lazarus Planet. This is uh, issue alpha. So it's just a one shot. This just kind of takes up right after uh, Batman vs. Robin issue number four, I believe. And basically a giant storm has happened they're trying to figure out how to stop devil nezha it's just a lot of stuff lots of stuff beginning of the lazarus event yeah it's the beginning of the lazarus event i don't think i will read any this didn't make me want to read any of the little side stories to be honest that's fair Um, there's a lot of them yeah, there are a lot of them. So I will not be doing that. If you want to listen to another podcast that will be doing that, please go ahead. I don't, I won't be mad. I am not, I will not. That's just too much money, too much time. I don't have, I don't have the gumption. <laughs> uh, so I will continue reading Batman Robin. So I will read number five. I might read the Lazarus Planet Omega off the wall. But that's it. Yeah, you can't can't convince me to read any more of that. I don't care. Uh, and then I have Spawn Unwanted Violence. This is issue number one. Uh, this is just a story about Spawn. 
I don't I don't know what else to say. It's like spawn. This takes place after something. I don't remember what it said. Issue 300. But he is getting this guy named Freak to help him. Uh, there's protests going on for racial justice. And, and Spawn is like stopped by the police after the police basically like kill a little girl or at least like hurt her very badly. Um, I don't know. It was it was something else, but Mike Del Mundo does the art, which is why I read this. And this page was like really, really mm-hmm. good. It's really so, good. Yeah, Mike Del Mundo rules. <laughs> and that's the only reason I read this. I am not somebody who's like, I'm not a spawn hater. If you like spawn, that's cool. I just am not like it's not my gig. No, yeah, not my bag, baby. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, if you like spawn, the art in that is sweet as hell so get get that for sure but yeah otherwise spawn story <laughs> i won't read it <laughs> uh and then next i have scarlet witch this is issue number one this actually came out last week i just read it this week um i had a few people tell me i should read it so i did another thing where i i get why people like it it's just a story about scarlet witch starting a little shop she has a door for people who are seeking help and have nowhere else to turn to come to her and so she helps this person with their problems and at the end a surprise little guest shows up but yeah i don't just not my thing but if you like scarlet witch art's really great um but yeah i don't it was fun but not my thing okay who writes for you huh who writes it? Uh, Steve Orlando. Okay. So yes, Steve Orlando and Sarah Pacelli. Okay. Do, do the art and somebody, sorry, somebody else also inks. There's the intro page. I found it and then I lost it. Now I feel bad. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay. Elizabetta Demacchio is like the inking assistant. And then Matthew Wilson does the art. So yeah, like it, it looks good and the stories, it's fun. And I, I like the idea that I just I don't really care about Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And, and I'm reading a shit ton of books, so it's just like, no, I don't need it. Yeah. But if like I said, that's your thing, then I think it's a good read. Is it a limited? I think so. Okay. I thought I saw something about it, but you know, we have this conversation every week when we record about one book or another. Um, yeah, basically every, every book, who knows? <laughs> uh, all right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So the next book we, we do have together with is black cloak or Heather read it, but yeah, I didn't, I forgot to pick it up. I did read it though. Uh, so this is black cloak. This is issue number one. This is by Kelly Thompson meredith mclaren uh and becca carey does the letters this was uh one of kelly thompson's Substack books oh i didn't realize that yeah so that got printed and i really 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 love this a lot it's just a little murder mystery detective story in a fantasy world yeah i like the whole magic aspect of it too and i don't know the the whole 
reason of the black cloaks and stuff like that I, mm. I can't wait to see like why she ended up becoming one and all that kind of stuff like there's a lot that happens in the first issue but it is not like overwhelming and it does make it very interesting yeah um I really like I love I do really like being put into a world without very like little information and having mm-hmm. that world like open up and I think this is definitely going to be one of those books mm-hmm. um and I, I really I like that a lot I like the art too I'm just gonna yeah I the art was so strange but in like a really good way yeah I feel like it fit the story really well mm-hmm. um yeah I had a lot of fun with this book I don't know I had just special ordered it because I was not sure but I feel like I must have just like not really read the solicit mm-hmm. it seems like a book I would just probably subscribe to right away well, the reason I didn't was because of the solicit. Okay. Like, you remember maybe, what it said? No, I don't. But I do remember, like, I did go back and forth on it, but eventually was just like, no, I'm just not going to get this one because the solicit didn't make it sound as interesting as it was. Like, I do remember thinking that because I was going to at least special order the first one. Pardon me. Didn't mean to cough there. Okay. So. The solicit is Eisner winning writer Kelly Thompson heads to image for the first time with Black Cloak and all new series with artist Meredith McLaren. Blade Runner style mixes with saga-esque drama and a detectable, delectable fantasy sci-fi blend as two Black Cloaks try to solve the murder of a beloved prince in Kairos, the last city in a town. Wow, last city in the known world before his murder tips the city into war. Hmm. I think yeah. it was the Blade Runner and Saga-esque that like threw me off and I was like, okay, I just don't don't care for that, you know? Yeah, I think I, I would agree with that. Yeah, but definitely worth the read. I really, really, really enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if, yeah, those those two things get your get your uh, boat going. Love, love your bone going, your comic bone going. Uh, this got my comic bone going yep (laughs) (laughs) all right are you ready yeah i'm ready okay i'm sorry so (laughs) next we have uh gospel this is issue number three uh this just follows our little adventurers who are traveling um matilda and pitt Pitt. they just got uh i I remembered because i had to did it yesterday um matilda and pitt are traveling um but they just recently got robbed and this issue introduces the assassin that is supposed to take them out I really like this story still. It's so yeah, much Yeah, I know. Fun. It's so much fun. I really, I, and I like how this story has really like opened up and you're, you're learning so much about the characters and like, I love, I love how like rascally like Matilda's like, she's yeah. just like, she's so perfect. Um, She just genuinely just is herself. And I, I love that. She's yeah. very strange. Yeah, I think she is in a way, you know, being used by the church. And I see like Pitt very much trying to like pull away from that, like that aspect of it. And I and I really like that intertwining of the story where there is like a lot 
there's a lot going on on a lot of levels but it is like i don't know it sorry my cat is like knocking at the door uh my, my cat was just cleaning himself and he does it so loud <laughs> but yeah it's a great book i love it yeah. it's so much fun okay i'm gonna go now okay go ahead <laughs> Okay, I have um, two graves. This is issue number three. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> um, this just, you know, continues the story of um, the girl, Emilia. Um, she is following death to find a place to bury her mom. And she is trying to gather more information from death about who exactly she is, what she is, why the people of death want to use her because she has she's like a key of some kind um i don't know it's kind of hard to follow because it's being like vague Mm -hmm. it's like being purposefully vague and i'm like it's it's cool in the sense that i'm like okay like i want to know i'm interested but also very annoying because i'm like i want to know like just tell me what's going on like he has this internal dialogue that's like she's by herself she's all alone i can't i can't be the one to fail her it's like well what are you doing what are you doing then just tell me (laughs) so yeah i'm i'm still very much like in the middle on how i feel about it there's parts of it i do like and then other parts where i'm just like this is one of the most boring books i've ever read (laughs) oh no but yeah. I think it's just me being like frustrated because I'm like, there's two issues left of this. And I just want like at this point, it should have like moved more like I, I should know exactly what is going on and then hmm. getting there. And I still don't know like what's going on with her. I I don't know. <laughs> That's all. Okay. So I have next, I have Danger Street. And this is by Tom King and Jorge Fornes and Dave Stewart does the colors, I believe. Yes. Um, And in the last issue, you were introduced to all of the players and you were left on a little, <clears throat> I'm going to say cliffhanger. It's like, I guess, kind of a cliffhanger one of the dingbats ends up getting shot good looks and so this picks up with a lady cop trying to figure out basically looking for a needle in a haystack um they make up that reference a couple times but it's a joke (laughs) in there Uh, so she's looking for the people who like killed good looks the dingbats make a pact to like kill the person who did it um there's just like a lot of moving parts in this book and it's also just like a ton of like incredibly obscure characters like you really have to know dc to know them somewhat i mean you know it's like it's like any tom king book where it's like he's using all of these characters that have like you know are old and haven't really been used right you don't necessarily have to know their backstory because the way he writes them is like not necessarily like hand in hand with that Mm -hmm. so it's you don't necessarily have to have a lot of information about the characters but it you know helps to be able to be like i know who that guy is Mm -hmm. but 
yeah, just true, true Tom King fashion where I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm getting this and I understand the story and I like it. But some, like just some of these dudes, I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who the fuck are you? I understand that. I'm going to have to look this up and I don't want to. It'll be fine. I'll look it up. I'll tell you guys all about it. I won't, but next, next issue you'll tell us <laughs> next issue. I'll tell y'all, but yeah, I really like it. I just like, I really like the first issue and how like it carries over to this issue. I really like how the the flow of the story itself and like you get little pieces of each like what each is doing mm-hmm. um so yeah good little tom king story and then next i have all against all this is issue number two this is a story about i i th- think last time i said robots but they're alien alien creatures okay who i believe taken over earth i don't Yes, a race of alien conquerors known as the Operators. So they're right there on the top. Did they give themselves that name? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you learn uh, the origin of the the human who is like hunting them. His name is Helpless. Uh, and he basically was created by the scientist... Uh, who let him go not thinking that he would survive and he ended up bonding and this just like I know helpless is now to destroy all these dudes because they killed his like basically the person who or like took the person the gorilla who raised him okay are you enjoying it yeah I really like this book (laughs) a lot I don't it's like it's weird as hell it's like such a great, like interesting, like I really like this like sci-fi-ness of it. And it's like Casper Wind Wingards. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I just said that wrong. Is art just like, you know, the art and the colors really work with the story with like how strange it is and how like these dudes are supposed to look. Yeah, that's really so cool. it's just yeah, I just really, I really do enjoy the book. It's just it's just a really it's also just kind of weird, which is fine. Like I like that shit. Um, okay. <laughs> Last one this round. I've got Grimm. This is issue number seven. I, I I, will make it through this story arc and then I will actually probably take this off my poll. I just still really like the art. Um, but after death disappears, nobody can, like, nobody will is able to die and they all have these, like, symbols on their head. Um, so... Jessica is having this conversation with a priest who's like she's like it's all my fault and he's like you can't you know he doesn't really know who she is he's like it's not your fault and they have a long little conversation and I just don't I don't know I just really don't know this book looks so good mm-hmm. but I just really like I need to talk to somebody who likes the story more than I do and ask them why like they enjoy it so much because <laughs> there's, there's just you. like there's just yeah something about it like that just doesn't like I'm still reading it and it's not like I don't hate it it's just like doesn't give me anything yeah I feel like it's very just like I don't know what the term would be but like one note yeah 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 it yeah it's not like it doesn't 
like the story has had ups and downs but it just doesn't feel like the ups and downs have any like feeling or meaning and maybe it's just because I don't I'm not enjoying it so it wouldn't yeah that's why I had to drop it I just didn't I just didn't care to read anymore like I got what I felt like I should have gotten out of it with like the first three issues because I do remember enjoying those quite a bit and then I just Mm -hmm. didn't care for it after that yeah and I I did like the beginning quite a bit at least that first issue I really really liked and I just like I don't know I I want I want to keep reading it because I feel like I'm like okay I'm gonna get something out of it but I just haven't yet okay that's grim that's grim it's very grim (laughs) it's very grim all right next go ahead Heather you you say these things okay uh, this is Little Monsters. This is issue number nine. This is um, another origin, I guess, of one of the children vampires. Oh, sorry, I can't remember what his name is. Bats? Bats, yes. This is uh, Bats' origin on how he turned into a vampire. And this kind of, this issue in particular gave me, I had a lot of questions about things that had been talked about like in earlier issues they made it seem like the vampires have been gone for like hundreds and hundreds of years what year is the present in because do they ever say it because when bats gets turned it's 1979 that's not that long ago yeah i can't remember if it had to have said in like one of the first issues i'll have to like go back and look because that was a question that i had when because i was like Okay, so it's been, like, a long time since they've seen these, like, that grown vampire, their father or whatever. Mm-hmm. But every story that they tell where he is involved with the changing, he's he's there. And so they've all, they all know who he is. Like, they made it seem like in the first couple issues that, like, only a couple of them, like, knew who this was. Or, like, yeah. that he wasn't, like, a prominent person in their lives when he is the reason why, obviously, a lot of them are changed. So just whatever just a few questions that I had um I don't know maybe because they were dying they don't remember him but I guess like in that other scene one of them was like another of one of them was there with like mm-hmm. him and Romy yeah Romy and the the girl I can't remember yeah, I can't remember there, her name yeah I can't remember her name but anyway um and then what else is going on is in the present time um they are trying to keep the human away from like Billy and the the bad kids who only want to like drink her and stuff and they finally able to like keep her safe like get her out and stuff and then the <laughs> redheaded twin from Nebraska is being held <laughs> prisoner <laughs> by a human yeah. that scene made me very sad I felt really bad for him yeah so you feel really bad for that character because mm-hmm. it's just like He's all by himself. I, no. He just watched his brother get killed. Like, I would say it's like not his fault necessarily. I guess is like the best way to put it. Because they yeah. like didn't know the consequences of what they were doing. They did and they didn't. They're still kids, even though yeah, like they they've been alive for like at some points, like lots of years. They still have like these really like childish mentalities. Because they weren't like trained that's the thing that gets Mm -hmm. me because that's why they're freaking out about these humans is because they weren't told about them which is crazy to me because they were all like raised around and when they were turned 
there were humans around. So they had to have known that's the, see, this is where it gets confusing for me because I'm like, they, they've been in this world. How could they just automatically forget that humans existed? And that's how they got their sustenance. Mm-hmm. And now like father's been gone for however long. And like, they're just back to their base instincts or whatever. They just don't know that they can drink from humans. And all of a sudden it's like this life-changing thing, even well, though they it just, did it. I think the, the thing is there was like the, the guy, the lead, I don't know, the head vampire dude told them like not to drink from him, not to drink from humans. So I think it was more of a like, that was like a base rule that they weren't supposed to do rather than them not knowing. Which I get, like that makes sense to me, but you would think the kids that do change the other kids, they would know differently. But that also makes sense why Romy is really the only one that has like this information who has known this whole time and refuses to talk. Mm -hmm. And the little, that girl too, because they drank those kids at the beginning with bats like they fuck those kids up yeah so maybe it could have been maybe there was like an event that was like killing off the humans and it made them like i don't know made father be like no don't drink them they're bad type of thing possibly yeah i don't, I don't know. know see i just have so many questions now <laughs> like i do enjoy this story but it, it this issue in particular confused me on a lot of different levels because i just kept remembering things that were happening earlier on so that's all I have to say about that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, all right. Next. Next, Definitely. we have bloodstained teeth. What is this, champ? A book. Yes, this is a book. This is about Atticus Sloan, who's going through and killing all the vampires that he created, but he's also a little unhinged, which you get to figure out a bit in this issue because you kind of knew that he was before. But I didn't realize that his partner that he's been with this entire time was just a figment of his imagination. You didn't know that? No, I mean, it's like hinted at in the previous issue, but I was just like, am I missing something? Like, but then, yeah, and this one, it, it all makes sense. I'm like, oh, this dude is actually like out of his mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. book. I, I actually really like it. Yeah, it is a fun book. I do really like it. I do hope it doesn't go on for like a whole bunch longer. Oh my god, same. Because nice. if if it does, like I don't think I would read it because I'm really just interested in like the assassin that's like going to find him and mm -hmm. stuff. Like I want to know what happens with her. I say yeah, I want the I want the end game. Yeah. Cause we have like the three major characters, which is the doctor, the assassin, and then Atticus Sloan. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just want them all to meet. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Go ahead. Because I don't really have much to say about this one. This is uh, Batman Urban Legends. This is issue number 23. This is finally the very last issue. Uh, this just ties up all this, the stories that this particular story arc contained. Um, and it ends the series completely. That's it. It's just all the short stories. Uh, good. Um, I'm not wrong. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's just been going on for so long, but there is an issue or a story called Hot Pursuit. It's a Batman and Robin one, and it has the Simone DeMeo art in it, who we just absolutely love. Mm -hmm. um, this one was really, really good. It was a lot of fun. The art in actually all of these was a lot of fun. They just look really good. Um, but yeah, it's finally done. I'm done. <laughs>
All right, I guess you got me again. I only have a couple this time. <laughs> so first, and I don't have a lot to say because both of these are, I mean, this is almost done. This is the human target. This is issue number 10. This is another Tom King book. I don't know why I didn't put it with the other Tom King book that I read. Uh, but the art in this one is by Greg Smallwood. This book looks so, so great. But if you remember correctly, uh, this is a story about uh, the human target. He took Lex Luthor's place. He ends up getting poisoned. He has 12 days to live. He ends up kind of falling for this woman named Ice and kind of chaos has ensued in his last 12 days of life. Um, I particularly like this issue. It's like a lot of fun. Um, I really like, I don't know, I've grown to really like this book. The art is really great. The story is interesting. I, I am like the mystery is gotten me going, oops, uh, <laughs> back and forth. So I am not a hundred percent sure if I like my guess of like what's going on is right, but I don't know. I it's been great. It's been like a fun little ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh and then next I have Daredevil. This is issue number seven. This uh takes place after Daredevil has everybody have the power of the fist. Um he ends up letting one of the what's his name i can't remember his name uh w- one of his like the prisoners that he broke out of jail he lets him go to be with his son so that he can be a better person and he, frank castle ends up kidnapping the son and the dude and so this kind of kicks off like the the fight between frank and daredevil okay so you're blurry I, Huh? You're blurry. blurry. Okay. I don't know if this will help. No, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Okay. okay. There we go. We're good. Um, but yeah, I just I really, really like this issue a lot. Um I feel like I've been a little hard on this book. It's been like at least enjoyable. The art's great. Uh I really enjoy how it's intertwined with the daredevil or the punisher storyline i do on the other hand i do still find it kind of silly at points but it's not a bad book i think it's a decent daredevil story i'm obviously still reading it and having like a fun time i've just been been a little bit of a a dick about it i mean that's fair there there were some things about it that were questionable yeah and it's like i don't i don't know it's I just gotta loosen up. It's just a fucking comic book. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> you know, like all of my gripes are just like shit that doesn't matter. It's like it's just you know, he's trying to turn a new leaf. I like the idea of like bringing those like ideas of like putting people in prison has not been the right choice and there are other ways to treat people. Like it's good it's good moral lesson and mm-hmm. why not have that in your book okay that's fair and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> okay sorry chip i know you listen because we're best friends Mm-hmm. can't let him forget Mm-mm. all right a book heather hasn't read but i did yes let's end after end this is issue number five um Walt is 
basically left uh Grink. That's his friend, right? His little yep. berry friend. <laughs> gnome friend. I don't know what the fuck he is. He's um, a berry. Because <laughs> uh, he's like, you don't have the best lessons for me. I'm going to go out on my own. He ends up getting attacked by another human. la di la di da that's that's it that's all i'm gonna say um still an enjoyable little fantasy story um i like the art sometimes other times i it's a little iffy but as a whole overall it just looks good for the book yeah i i I do hope it's a limited series Mm -hmm. because i am ready for like a conclusion yeah, I understand that completely. I am too. It's only five issues in, but I feel like it's not. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say anything. You're blurry. There you go. <laughs> uh, five issues in and I'm like, kind of like, not bored isn't the best word, but just like, not a lot's happened here. Mm-hmm. Like the first, I feel like two were really, really good. And I had a lot of fun with them, mm-hmm. but it just kind of, yeah and i think this issue is really interesting but it does only bring it up like a little bit so okay okay i'll read shoulders (laughs) in case you're listening that's what i'm doing are you ready i'm ready okay we both have this this is is... (laughs) not everybody can see us uh, this is Specs. This is issue number three. Uh, this is the story about the uh, sunglasses that were bought in the back of a comic book that Grant wishes. <laughs> They're like x-ray specs. Aren't they? Or are they supposed to be sunglasses? I, I thought I, they were just x-ray glasses. I'm literally just calling them sunglasses because I used to have a pair that looked like that. <laughs> it was but the 90s. It's a uh, x-ray specs makes sense so they made a bunch of wishes and a kid went missing um and they were being investigated by the police because they were the last ones that had seen him the um black friend gets accused of the disappearance and potential murder of this bad bad student (laughs) so the other kid kenny who is arguably the just the main character of the series it's told through his ted Ted is the other kid's name ted okay ted thank you um he is going to you know make more wishes to get ted out of the circumstances that he's in but he discovers that the more wishes you make the closer you are kind of to just dying so that's specs for you that book is really good i really love it yeah it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. it's like i like how the story's like gone along it has like such an interesting idea on like wishes as well Mm -hmm. because it's like not necessarily one of those wish stories where it's like straight up nothing goes your way but it is also like not quite the way you want it to go there's like um, a catch to every wish that you make, but you don't know what it is until you make it. Like you get mm-hmm. what you want, but it always comes with baggage. Yeah. And I don't know. I really like the art in this issue quite a bit, like with the 
the other people who had made wishes in the past and mm -hmm. like him him meeting them i also like love the cop scene where the cop just looks like a fucking garbage human being who smells yep. like cheeseburgers just a huge turd <laughs> yeah um but yeah specs is great uh one more issue and it's done i really hope that we get another book by like this team because i it was a, it was a lot of fun i really liked it mm -hmm. very good okay All right. I'm, I'm gonna go okay go ahead um i have oh my god legion of <laughs> x uh, this is issue number nine. Um, they basically, the the Legion team discovers that it is, God, I wish I could remember her friggin' name. Mom. Mom? Kurt's mom. God, he says it in here at some point and I just can't find it now. Anyway, um, mom, circus mom, who like raised him pretty much in... Germany is releasing a bunch of power that is turning the mutants into actual monsters. So in this issue, you see um, at the very beginning, there's like scenes where several of the other mutants are like turning into monsters and they have no idea what's going on. So uh, Kurt and Dr. Nemesis and Pixie and Black Knight I believe is their name. Uh, they track down the source of the magic, which is mom. And they discover that she was just hired to do it by Orcus to keep them distracted so that Nimrod could hack the planet. Right. Um, and like, hack the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Um, and then freaking so dumb. Um, Xavier just decides to visit legion and is like hey it's about time we like squashed our beef and you let me be a dad to you and then just terrible shit starts happening and the sentinels are released <laughs> so it's all right, there's, all right. <laughs> there's a lot going on in here because also in another part of this universe um doug and cypher are trying no doug yeah is that cypher is that the thing that he's think, codependent with i think so I yeah i can't read the book i can't it's this guy okay yeah that yeah means. i know I, yeah i know who you're talking about i can't anyway uh they're trying to sever the connection between the two of them and when all of this is like happening so there's so much going on in this issue <laughs> it's like all back and forth it's a nemesis gets turned into a huge brain demon i don't know what's going on <laughs> it's like that's his brain <laughs> so yeah it's i mean i'm obviously gonna read like the rest of the story arc because i am thoroughly confused i'm not sure exactly what's going on um uh, but so yeah sweet. i am i'm curious i want to know so that brain was ridiculous yeah it took up like a whole page earlier in the issue i love <laughs> he that. just screams like i have power <laughs> it's out of control uh, that's good okay um i'll talk about something is killing the children i guess okay uh this is issue number 28 uh this is just we're chugging along on this story arc the story arc is really intense um 
I don't want to continue waiting month to month to read it. I would like it all now. It's uh, <laughs> fair. Well, it's just like this assassin's been after Erica, this issue, and the last issue, uh, the assassin has convinced the police that she is part of the FBI, that Erica is the one that's killing everybody. You find out the monster that Erica is fighting can turn into people, and it turns into Erica. Um, and so this whole issue is kind of like a setup. And I don't know. There's just something about like, uh, it's all it's all been very intense. It's all been yeah, a lot. It sounds so, like it. So I don't I don't like waiting for it. <laughs> it's like super fucking annoying right now. It's like one of those things where I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I don't I don't want to read this like this. I, know. I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it in trade either because then I'll just blow through that and then I have to wait like a year. Yeah, that's the worst part about trades is we're always like, oh, this would be better in trade form. But then it's like, wait till it all comes out and then read it. <laughs> it's like, fuck me. Why do you do this? I yeah. get why, but like, Jesus. Okay, I'm I'm done. I think Something is Killing the Children is a book worth reading. I think once you get out of like, you know, the first issue and like kind of like really start diving in, like there's just so much there. Uh, and the world is so like so well developed at this point like you know like we're at a point where there's just like a lore book there's like two other or there, there's another fucking book running in like with this so mm -hmm. I don't know just a really really good stuff I never thought it would be like branched out to what it is at this point no it and it happened it seems like kind of fast too mm -hmm, like sometimes mm -hmm. that stuff takes like years to happen yeah, and it like it happened quickly, but it wasn't like bad. And I know that there's a lot of people who did not like that last like story arc of House of Slaughter, and I understand because it is like so much slower than the first story arc, um, and just something that was like completely different. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're like going into it thinking you're going to get a lot more of like what you got in that first story arc, that's just you know kind of off putting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like House of Slaughter, though, is because each arc is like a different mm -hmm. bandana. Yeah, and I think this next story arc is going to be a lot more intense as well, because we're going back to like the butcher story. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I really feel like people just need to lighten up about that last story arc, because I think there's just like so much there when you really think about it. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay, now that is all I have to say. Okay, I'm just going to sneak in with this one real quick before we talk about ours. Yeah, uh, we I both figured. read this. Uh, this is mm -hmm. Nemesis Reloaded. It's number one. It's just a reboot of the Nemesis story uh, by Mark Miller. And uh, Jorge Jimenez is on the art, which is why I think we both picked this up. We were just yeah. curious about it. Um, I actually bought it, unfortunately. Champ just read it. Um, yeah, I made the smart choice. Yeah, and I mean, I don't regret buying it to support, you know, Jimenez. I do, mm -hmm. I because again, the art in this is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's so good. It looks great. Who does so, the colors so in it? But the story was just a, eh. It's, yeah. it's just a nemesis story, you know? I just didn't really 
care for it. Um, but I do just want to, I, I can't. It's so good. Heather, who does the colors? Because um, the colors are like also really good. There's like, oh yeah, it's, uh, Giovanna Nero and then Clem Robbins uh, did the letters, which was also really good. Yeah, because there's that one scene where like the, they're getting out of the car, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, the colors are really great on that, that like particular panel. Um, like that one yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah the next page was really good too when he just like flies in like a monster yeah yeah I would say yeah the book looked great it just just felt like it was written by like a child yeah I, I would say though if you did read the original nemesis story you would like that um mm-hmm. makes sense I mean, for the most part, I think if you enjoyed it, you would enjoy this story. And but if you, if you haven't grown as a person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a better no, one. That's yeah, really that's rude. Thing. That's so rude of me. That's an asshole thing. That's, but that's I mean, not it's nice. not completely wrong. Like, I don't know. I remember reading the original and just being like, eh, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I read this one and was still just like, eh. But then uh, one of our friends loved it, absolutely loved it, would not stop mm-hmm. talking about it, and I'm loved sure. the original Nemesis. So, yeah, I just, I've, I've really like as a person, like grown out of Mark Miller's writing. Like, mm-hmm. I am definitely not the same person I was when I was like super into Mark Miller books. Yeah, and even like thinking back to Magic Order, like even that, like that first story arc which we read. It's like I remember like liking it at the time, but when I look back to it, I'm just like, did I actually like that? <laughs> or did I just really like the art? Yeah, I think because I was thinking that too, like when I uh gave it to uh McLaughlin, the mm-hmm. reason I did was because I was like, okay, like I, I flipped through it again just to make sure that I didn't and there was like one issue that I can remember that I was like, I like that one. Like I like that one issue, but otherwise like the art was the only thing that was very uh fascinating to me and the story was a really cool idea I did like that but it just didn't care for it you know yeah yeah okay now that's all I have to say <laughs> that's all we have to say about Mark Miller and Nemesis Reloaded yeah that went way longer than I thought it was going to yeah yeah it's okay okay that's why so, we're here we both have mindset oh, this is issue number six this is the last issue uh this just literally sums up what happens uh in the final mind control battle between ben and what's his name eaton eaton yeah eaton 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 yeah Mm -hmm. it's something like that yes and you um discover exactly what had happened with the mindset app and like how all of this got started and what was happening and stuff it's unhinged it's yeah, a I out of control. I actually like I super duper love this issue. Um the story was so good, but it was like so I, I got so confused at times because I was like, wait, 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 what's what's happening? <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to. I just want to like this page looks so fucking good. Like the art yeah. in this book is insanely great. Um yeah, this like this story, like I I've been on like not the fence I've really been enjoying it it's been like super dense and yeah just kind of confusing with everything that's going on and the last issue especially when you're starting to like the like the thread is starting to unravel basically Mm -hmm. um 
and like then this issue just like fucking puts on the gas and you're just like headlong into all of this shit and it's yeah it's really great um the one thing i would say i did not like was like the last like three pages yeah i did think where that, it's but... basically like a like a breaking the fourth wall like talking to the camera and a wink which i mean the story itself has been like the narrator has been speaking like directly to the person reading it so it makes sense mm-hmm. but for some reason i was like really off put by it I mean, it was really strange the way that they decided to end it. Like, I would have, I don't know, if I wrote this story, <laughs> I would have had it just being, like, the way that this says here, had Eaton somehow relaunched mindset. Like, mm-hmm. having it ended with that, like, just being, like, open-ended, I guess, in that way, rather than being, like, just really depends on who you think is in control. Well, yeah, that was the whole point of this fucking series. Like, we <laughs> knew that yeah no it is very much a like here it here was the point like yeah that's that right you want to know what i disliked about this story or this issue yes open to the front page the first page and tell me that doesn't look like adam driver (laughs) (laughs) oh that does that's really good but yeah i think as a whole like this is a really good like sci-fi sort of yeah, it was a lot of fun. Story. Uh, yeah, I had a, a really good time with it, and I think in trade reading the six issues, it's gonna take a little bit of time just because there is just like there's a lot going on there. But yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, and I really did just yeah, the art was great, the story was like really interesting and worth it. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. Okay. Are you ready Are you for ready? what's next? Last book and this last is issue. Bone Orchard Mythos, 10,000 Black Feathers, issue number five. It's the conclusion to this mm-hmm. story. Uh, I don't know how I felt about this story as a whole. Like, I got what was going on. I really liked the art. There's, like, aspects of it I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it... I didn't really feel, like, drawn to the characters at all. Yeah. Which I felt like I should have been after, like... Because all the issues, like, have a lot of information and, like, really have you in there with the characters themselves. Or at least, like, the main character, Triss. Trish. Mm-hmm. Triss. Triss. <laughs> And the Witcher, you can tell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trish, oh, good. I, I think was her name. But yeah, it's just, I didn't, I didn't care about her finding Jack. And I, and by the end, I was just like, oh, okay. It seemed, yeah, I don't know. It seemed, there were parts of it that were just very strange to me. Like she knew exactly what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. once she got to this world and I would have been like I, what what do I do next um and I didn't like the fact that the bad guy was just like a Scandinavian shaman is what he looks like yeah yeah I thought that was a bit strange um I need a little more of uh his lore <laughs> I hope like I don't know they're supposed to be doing more of this stuff 
And it's like these girls created this world or like has this world always like existed. It does like it does make me ask a lot of questions and then we're brought back in the end to like the circle, you mm -hmm. know, as we were with like the very first Bone Orchard mythos, like the Passageways book. Mm -hmm. um, but I, then I haven't seen any more solicits for like anything within this world. So. Yeah, I haven't either, which I thought was uh, weird because when that one was like just finished or had like just come out, this one was solicited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. And they were supposed to do like five or six of them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I hope it keeps going because I, I do have a lot of questions and this did not like give me my fill. Yeah, same. Understandable. I wanted, I definitely did want more from the conclusion of that story. Mm -hmm. I like the way that it built up and I like the mystery of it and stuff, but that for some reason just was not what I was expecting for an ending. I feel like if they had like maybe done like another issue in this world, like, yeah, had her kind of like traversing it more so yeah. rather than yeah. just being like, oh, I'm here where Jack happens to be as well, like that would have like been a little bit better but yeah I also don't know like maybe yeah, it would have like, just felt like it was dragging yeah that I think that's the problem with those kind of books too is like how many is too many and how many is not enough mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah for sure for sure yeah. I, I wouldn't wouldn't want to do that <laughs> yeah I, do I wouldn't want to make those more, decisions I do think one more would have been like fine Especially if it was like a before she found Jack or like an after she found Jack, like a, uh, what is it called? An ending? An epilogue? Epilogue, yes. If there was like some sort of epilogue that just like, I don't know, explained a little bit more. Yeah. I would have been okay with that too. But either way, I mean, what's done is done. <laughs> it, was still, it was still enjoyable. Not necessarily my favorite of theirs. Uh, I mean, I think Gideon Falls still like takes the cake for sure. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say uh, it's no Gideon Falls. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know. Somebody had posted about May's book the other day, and I had completely forgotten about that book. But that book, oh, shit, I did too. Yeah. yeah, but May's book, like by Jeff Lemire, it was just Jeff Lemire doing the art in the story. But that book was fucking so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when somebody posted about that because they had posted on like best of their books like 2022, and I was like, that book didn't come out in 2022. When did that book come out? 2021 i think the trade came out like just before the end of the year mm -hmm. but yeah that book was fucking so good yeah it was beautiful made yeah. me cry yeah anyway. love a good book yeah we'll love a good cry book and may's yeah. book definitely did that uh sorry i didn't mean to go on that tangent but i felt like i should bring that book up since i had forgotten and then i was like oh yeah that book ruled yeah Damn, now I'm going to have to go find that and read it again because I completely forgot about it. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth it. Uh, okay, that's all we got now. That's it. That's everything. Uh, so go support your local comic book shops and buy some comic books. Uh, if you need some suggestions, listen to all of our podcasts. There's like over 100. Yeah, every single <laughs> and one. Four years worth of content to listen to. And I know you want to do that. Um, I don't know if it's been four years, but close. I, I feel like it has um uh so do those things support your friends take care of each other uh love one another as the Beatles say 
I went on like a 15 minute tangent to Julian yesterday about how much I hated John Lennon. That's fair. I like, I got real heated and I don't like, I don't know what triggered it either. I just like kept telling him stories and stories and why I hated John Lennon so much and why Paul McCartney, even though I also don't really like Paul McCartney, I'll always like him over John Lennon. <laughs> and he was like, I don't, I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> um, Heather, do you have anything besides that? <laughs> no, fuck John Lennon. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks for listening to us. We always appreciate it. Uh, and we love you and we'll see you on the flippity flip, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that seemed worth it. Yeah, that was good.